The preceding message is brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Stay tuned after this message for more information about Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. Praise God. So like we said last week, we're going to start the second part of this Total Life Transformation Series. We are splitting the teachings into two parts. The first part we dealt exclusively on the wisdom of God. That's one spiritual force you need to know how to walk in to experience total life transformation, either for yourself, personally, or for the world around you. And today we want to start on the second part of the teaching, and we're going to be talking about faith. That's another spiritual force you need to know how to engage properly to experience transformation. And we've titled this series of teachings on faith, um, Faith for Taking Possession. Hallelujah. A prophetic word has been released upon us in the King's Word family, and it's that we are a takeover generation. It's time for us to take possession of the things that God has made available for us. And I declare over you, this is your season. Glory be to God. In this time, you will possess your possessions in Jesus' name. Let's start from Hebrews chapter 4 this morning. Hebrews 4 from verse 2. For indeed, the gospel was preached to us as well as to them. And them there is referring to the wilderness church. I've been talking about the wilderness church for a few weeks now. The gospel was preached to them, but the word which they heard, the gospel they had, the good news they had, it did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in those who heard it. Hallelujah. Um, you see another big mistake the wilderness church made. That generation in the wilderness church that perished in the wilderness, they did not mix what they had, the good news that was preached to them, the promises that were made to them. The Bible said here they did not mix it with faith. Last month, we were looking at some of the foolish mistakes they made. This is another big one. They didn't mix what they had with faith. Um, look with me at Hebrews, in fact, the last verse in chapter 3. The same text, really, um, because it was dealing with a concept here about entering into the rest of God. And in chapter 3, verse 19, this was what he said, So we see that they could not enter in because of unbelief. They could not enter into the rest, referring to the promised land, that God had called them to take possession of, they could not possess their possession because of unbelief. Praise God. Now, I want to quickly establish something here. This scripture is not saying that they did not have faith. That's not what it's telling us here. When you say someone is walking in unbelief, or um, someone didn't mix faith with what they had, it's not saying they didn't have faith. In fact, many times they are referring to people of faith. Really, what he's saying is they did not use their faith like they ought to have used it. This particular wilderness generation was a faith generation. Not only were they a faith generation, they made it to the hall of fame, the hall of fame of faith in Hebrews chapter 11. Many of us don't realize that. This was a faith generation. But somewhere along the journey, they lost track of their faith work. Look at Hebrews 11, talking about this, this same generation. They made it to the... Um, Hall of Fame of Faith in Hebrews 11, verse 28. By faith, he, referring to Moses, kept the Passover and the sprinkling of blood, lest he would destroy the firstborn, should destroy them. Oh, that's talking about Moses. Look at the next verse. 
And the them there was referring to the generation in the wilderness church that perished. Verse 20, 29. By faith, they passed through the Red Sea. This is not just Moses now. Moses and the entire generation that passed through the Red Sea, they did it by faith. They passed through the Red Sea as by dry land, whereas the Egyptians attempting to do so were drowned. Praise God. So when the Bible says they did not mix faith with what they had, or they could not enter into rest or take possession because of unbelief, the Bible is not saying they were faithless people or people that didn't have faith. The Bible was just telling us their faith got compromised. Praise God. And Psalm 103 verse 7 gives us a little clue as to how that happened. It said in Psalm 103 verse 7, He made known his ways to Moses and his acts to the children of Israel. They kept seeing the wonderful acts of God and they had to use their faith to do that. But there was a dimension of walk of faith that Moses had that the rest of them did not have. He made known his ways to Moses. And I want to deal with that in this teaching series. So I'm going to be subtitling what I'm teaching, um, the understanding of faith. The understanding of faith. If you've been in a Bible-believing church for any reasonable period of time, you will have had teachings of faith. You will have had sermons about the word of faith. And without the word of God, there's no faith. You will have had sermons about the power of faith. Sometimes what is lacking in people's faith is, the, is just not backed up with power. You will have had sermons about confidence and boldness of faith. The righteous is as bold as a lion. One reason many times some people's faith don't work as it ought is there's no boldness. There's no confidence or assurance behind it. I'm sure you've had sermons about the spirit of faith and attitude of faith. Today I want to talk, or I want to start talking to you about the understanding of faith. Because Faith gets compromised where the word is not there or where the power is not there, where confidence is not there, where, where the right spiritual attitude is not there. Sometimes also gets compromised where the understanding is not as it ought to be. That's what I want to deal with as we talk about faith in this season. Faith that will help us to take possession of our possession and experience transformation that we desire to see in our lives. Hebrews 11. And of course, we all know Hebrews 11 defines faith for us, the substance of things hoped for, and on and on like that. But look at verse 3. By faith, we understand that the worlds were framed by the word of God, so that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. Hallelujah. So it's telling us here that faith does something for us. It's helps us to understand certain things. By faith, we understand. By faith, we understand. When we are in faith, there are certain things we are able to comprehend and understand. And without a doubt, that is true. But the inverse of that statement, by faith, we understand, is also true. By understanding, we are able to walk in faith. Now, that's not stated in that text, but really, if you study the chapter and many other scriptures we are going to reference in this teaching, you will see that that is true as well. Where our understanding of the Word of God or the times and the seasons we are in or several other things is not as it ought, it can compromise our faith. So I want to make this statement at this point. Faith works to the degree of our understanding of the Word of God. Faith works to the degree of our understanding. 
the higher my understanding or the deeper my understanding or the greater my understanding, the more effective or the easier it is for me to act on my faith or to live by faith. And of course, the opposite is also true. Faith is compromised where we lack understanding of certain things in the Word of God. It, it throws a new shade of meaning to um, Proverbs chapter 4 that we studied a lot last month. Um, Proverbs 4 verse 5, get wisdom, get understanding. We've talked a lot about the wisdom part. I want to stress the understanding part. Verse 7, wisdom is the principal thing. Therefore, get wisdom and in all you're getting, including faith, all you're getting, get understanding. Praise God. So, um, I'm going to use the rest of today's sermon to just lay a foundation because of time and then we'll, we'll continue as we go on. But I want to talk about three basic things, if time permits me, that if you can understand and grasp um, a deeper level of understanding of these things, you will find out that your faith, your faith to possess what God has given you to possess, um, that faith will function better. And where your understanding of these things are not there, it can compromise the way your faith works. Um, Hebrews 11.3, again, let's look at the text. Um, this time I want to read it from the New Living Translation. It's, it will, a more contemporary um, and updated English version. By faith, Hebrews 11.3, we understand that the entire universe was formed by God's command. That what we see did not come from anything that can be seen. Hallelujah. See, having this understanding that the unseen things create and change seen things will impact on your faith. Some people don't grasp that concept. Unseen things can create and change seen things. Glory be to God. It's not the other way around. It's not seen things that create and change seen things. No, that's not what the Bible is teaching us here. It's telling us that unseen things like words, and specifically it was referring to the Word of God, creates what we see. That what we now see did not come from anything that can be seen. The moment you are grounded in that understanding and you understand that concept of scriptures that is being taught here, it helps to empower your faith. Uh, let's read that text in the Amplified. There are some things the Amplified says that KJV and NLT doesn't say. Now, watch this very carefully. Again, before we read Amplified, um, that text was referring to the creation when God spoke, let there be light, and let there be this, and let there be that, and that was how God created the world. He did not use cement. He did not use chemicals. He just spoke words, unseen things, and then he created the visible, physical world we can see. Look at how the Amplified translate that text. By faith, we understand that the worlds during the successive ages were framed, fashioned, and put in order and equipped for their intended purpose. Glory be to God. By the word of God. So the Amplified translation is not just talking about the physical realities that we can touch. The, the land the seas, um, the pulpits, the buildings. He's even telling us that the Word of God framed the times and the seasons. The Word of God framed the ages. 
the word of God today is framing this season we are in. Hallelujah. I hope you understand that. And if you can't understand that, it will affect your faith. It will affect your faith. So what is going on in your life? And we are not just talking about physical things like buildings and cars. Your day-to-day experience, it's framed by the word of God. And what that means is that you can create or change or transform any experience. Um, the successive ages, um, the, the, the equipped for intended purpose, the times you are living in, you can use the word of God to change that and transform that. Having that understanding will make all the difference in the way you use your faith and the way you live by faith and whether or not you will be able to take possession of the things that God has made available to you. So, Pastor, what are you telling me this morning? Um, number one, God's word is the primary instrument for creation and transformation. God's word, the unseen thing. That's the primary instrument. It's the main ingredient for building and rebuilding your world. If we are going to change our world, if you are going to transform your world, your primary instrument, the main mechanism you've got to learn to use is the word of God. And if you don't understand that, you will struggle where living by faith is concerned. What am I saying to you this morning? God's word matters. The word of God matters. Follow me very carefully this morning. Not just what was said in the past, what is written in scriptures. Perhaps more importantly, what is being said now. What God is saying now matters. Hallelujah. What God is saying to you on this ninth day of August matters. What God is saying to you in this season, during this global pandemic matters. It is framing your world, framing your day-to-day experiences. You see, some people don't understand this. And they now struggle when it comes to living by faith. Um, I talked about um, the three churches that were profiled for us in scriptures. The wilderness church the early church in the book of Acts, and then the seven churches in Asia in the book of Revelations. And if you read the book of Revelations chapters 2 and 3, you will see Jesus kept repeating something to them in those seven, about those seven churches. Revelations 2, 7 captures it. He who has an ear, let him hear what the Spirit says to the churches. He said that, he made that statement to every one of the seven, concerning every one of those seven churches. And he wasn't talking about our outer ears. He was talking about our ear of understanding. He who has an ear to hear, let him hear what the Spirit is saying to the churches. And if you study what he was telling them, he gave a message to John to the angel of the church, the pastor of the church, the overseer of the church. And it was a message not for the overseer, but for the entire church. That was what God was telling those seven churches at that time. So I'm telling you today, number three, what God is saying to and through the angel of the church matters. That's the word of God. It's, it's framing our world. If you're a part of this King's Word Everywhere family, I'm telling you this morning what God is saying to Dr. K at this time and through Dr. K at this time, it matters. It is framing your world or it has capacity to frame your world. And if you don't understand that, 
living by faith to take possession of your possession will be a struggle. Hallelujah. So Dr. K is declaring this is a takeover generation. It's time for you to possess mountains. That is what God is saying to us in this church. See, there were seven churches, seven angels, seven pastors over all those churches. And each church had a message, a specific message. Revelation chapter 2 and chapter 3. You can read it if you are not too familiar with it at home. That word that God was sending to those churches through the Apostle John mattered for them at that time. It framed their world. And they could use it to change their world or transform their world. And having that understanding makes all the difference. What God is saying to and through the angel of the church matters. Number four, what you are saying also matters. Your words matter. Your words matter. The word of God matters. What God is saying now matters. What God is saying through our apostolic oversight matters. Your own words matters. Mark eleven twenty three. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart, watch it very carefully, but believes that those things he says, not what God says now, he says, he believes that those things he says will be done, he will have whatever he says. What you are saying matters. It's not only God's word that matters. Your words matter. And this is a fifth one. I want to drop with you briefly this morning. What the devil says and what the devil is saying also matters. A lot of people don't understand that. You are hearing what the devil is saying. Particularly in a time that we are living in, a time of global chaos in these last days. And how you deal with that makes all the difference. Don't deceive yourself saying, ah, it doesn't matter what I listen to. It doesn't matter what I watch. It doesn't matter who's talking to me. It matters. First Timothy chapter 4. Hear the word of the Lord this morning. Now, the Spirit expressly says, in the latter times, in the last days, some will depart from the faith. This is why some people, you see, they were strong in faith at one time. And they just fell off the grid. Some will depart from the faith. Why? Giving heed to deceiving spirits and doctrines of demons. What they had, which came from the devil, they didn't know it. It mattered. When you think about the wilderness church, that was their problem. Like I said, there were people of faith. They made it to the hall of fame of faith in Hebrews 11. But after a while, they fell. And we, we saw their story, Numbers 13 and 14. Again, read that part of the scripture as well. Ten spies were sent to, to look at the land. And please remember, they were all elders. They were leaders. They were pastors. Ten of them came with an evil report, the word of the devil. And they corrupted the camp. And people listened. And that's when they stopped walking by faith. What the devil is saying matters. You've got to be able to know what the devil is saying. And it's very easy. Just know what God is saying. And any other voice that is opposite to what God is saying. It's from the devil. So when God is saying to you, you are a takeover generation, it's time to possess mountains, and someone is telling you you can't amount to much, you should know that person is speaking from the devil. And that's not God's word for you. Glory be to God. So understanding that unseen things create seen things, and not just physical things, but our entire life experience, having that concept and that understanding and living by it, it will impact on your faith tremendously. Some people don't understand this. And that's why they struggle to live by faith, particularly the faith that possesses things. Let me give you the second one here because of time. Praise God. So the first thing I want you to know, unseen things 
create or change seen things. The second thing I would like you to understand this morning is this. Transformation. Please grasp this. Transformation happens on three dimensions or in three phases. It can happen instantly. It can happen gradually or by process. And sometimes it can happen only in the future. Not everything is going to happen instantly. Not every miracle is going to happen instantly. So even when we declare takeover generation, it doesn't mean it's going to happen instantly for everybody. It happens on three dimensions or in three phases. And insta- sometimes the word of God comes to us, by this time tomorrow you have the manifestation. While he yet speak, you see a manifestation. Sometimes, not all the time. Sometimes it will take a process. And sometimes it's for, your, it's for the future. It's not even for you. That word came to you, Abraham, but it's not for you. It's for the generation of Moses in the land of Egypt. That's how it works. And when you understand that, it helps you to appropriate your faith as you ought. Some people don't understand this. And they are struggling and under stress to make something happen today that God has reserved for the future. It's not for today. And Paul talked about it. We'll get into this as we go on. They shipwreck their faith. Look at this text with me. Philippians chapter 3. Please watch this very carefully. Verse 20. For our citizenship is in heaven, from where we also eagerly wait for the Savior, the Lord Jesus Christ. Verse 21, we are talking about transformation. Who will transform our lowly body, that it may be conformed to his glorious body, according to the working by which is able even to subdue all things to himself. Hallelujah. Man, I love that last part. According to the working by which is able to subdue all things to himself. How many people understand that God is able to subdue all things to himself? Today, he can do it today. But watch this. There is a part of our redemption, the redemption of our physical body, that is not for today. It's for the hereafter. It's for the future. It's for the life after now. There is no prayer you are going to pray. There is no confession you are going to confess. There is nothing you are going to do by faith that you are going to get this glorious body now. So you start walking through walls now. No, it's not for now. It's not for now. It's for when you cross over to the other side. However, the price has been paid on Calvary's cross. Number one. Number two, God has the power to make it happen now. But it's not for now. Praise God. There are some things that are not for today. It's for 10 years from now, 20 years from now. There are some things it's not for you. It's for your children and your children's children. Praise God. And once you have that understanding, you don't get yourself under undue pressure. Hallelujah. Now, let me say this, just to balance what I'm saying. In the same vein, there are some things that are for now. Um, and they are not for the other side of eternity. Talking about things like healing and prosperity, a blessed marriage, a fruitful marriage, a blessed family. They are for now. It's not for when you get to heaven. You see, those of you that are old enough, Particularly during the um, SU movement in Nigeria, Christians used to believe that prosperity was for when I get to heaven. See, it was a wrong understanding that Satan used to afflict them. So they thought they should just serve God and suffer through this life. And when I get to heaven, that's when I can start enjoying prosperity. That was a lack of understanding. It's not in the scripture. The prosperity was for now. You could enjoy while you are serving God now, you can prosper now. Hallelujah. 
while you are serving God now, you can be healed now. It's not for when you get to heaven. So we need to understand there are some things that for now, there are some things that for when we get to heaven. And it's in those three phases I said, some things will happen instantly. Some things will happen gradually, a process, and some things are for the future. And once you have that understanding and you are able to rightly divide what's for now, what's supposed to happen instantly or what can happen instantly and by process, it helps you to use your faith properly. Glory be to God. You know, it, it gets challenging. <laughs> Please watch this carefully. When your neighbor is getting an instant miracle and your own has to be by process. So you and your friend came for a healing service. And the man of God prayed for both of you. And your friend got a healing, boom, instantly. And your own doesn't manifest instantly. See, some people get under pressure. They say, ah, maybe it's because I don't have faith. Maybe it's because of something I did. No. See, it's God that sometimes determines how these things work. Whether it's going to happen instantly or it will take a process. Even concerning things that are for the here and now. I hope you are getting what I'm saying. We are talking about understanding that enables our faith to work. So that we can possess our possession. So you came for that service, your healing did not manifest, but you understand this reality here. Sometimes can happen instantly, sometimes it takes a process. You still stay in faith. Glory be to God. You are still walking by faith because you know you have this understanding. And two weeks later or two months later, you have your own healing as well, like your friend. And at, the, at that time, it doesn't matter whether you go instantly or you came by process. Praise God. Ecclesiastes 3 and 11. This is what the word of God says. He has made everything beautiful in its time. When your friend gets his financial breakthrough, it's not when you may get your financial breakthrough. Don't put yourself under undue faith pressure. Some of those things are just foolishness. He makes everything beautiful in his time. God determines, look, when we got married, my wife and I, some of our friends had their, their children one year, two years after, and I knew the pressure we were facing until God taught me this truth. Today, they have their children. I have my children. We had to wait seven years. But we did shipwreck our faith in that time of waiting because we understood that transformation, change, can happen instantly or sometimes can take a process. Let me, let me close with this here. I, I, I want to just drill down a bit on this concept. I won't be able to touch on the third one. I will just mention it and we'll pick it up from there next week. Abraham and Sarah learned this lesson of transformation on three dimensions a very, very hard way. Cost them dearly. And we should learn from their story. Genesis 15 to Genesis 18. So Genesis 15, the word of the Lord came to Abraham, verse 1. After these things, the word of the Lord came to Abraham in a vision, saying, Do not be afraid, Abraham. I am your shield. I am your exceeding great reward. And Abraham now brought up the conversation. Ah, I don't have a child. And God told him, let's cut covenants. And they cut covenants. And somehow, if you just follow the, 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 the story into the next chapters, I think Abraham and Sarah meant, hey, now that we have caught covenant, tomorrow we are going to get pregnant. And I think as the days and the weeks and the months went by, Sarah didn't get pregnant, then they decided to help God. And of course, you know the story, chapter 16, Sarah brought her maid, Hagar, and Abraham should go into her, and they created Ishmael. That's one chapter. That mistake, that error of a lack of understanding that sometimes with God, things take process, it has disturbed the world and the seed of Abraham forever. Because Ishmael became the father of the Arab nations that are still plaguing the descendants of Abraham till tomorrow. Look at Genesis 16, 16, the last verse. Watch this very carefully. 
Genesis 16, 16, Abram was 86 years old when Hagar bore Ishmael to Abram. Genesis 17, verse 1. When Abraham was 99 years old, a whole 13 years went by because of their rush to try and help God, to do what God has said. Because God caught covenant with you today. And next month, you didn't see manifestation. You now took it upon yourself to bring forth Ishmael. They lost touch with God for 13 years. And if you reach chapter 17, God had to come back to Abraham, recut the covenant they caught in chapter 15. Many people don't understand this. God caught Abraham and covenant with Abraham twice. More or less nullify the first one. Some people never make it to the second chance. Thank God God is a God of another chance. Because they give up on the way. Change their names. That's when God now changed his name from Abraham to Abraham. Changed Sarah's name. And as it were, God started with them again 13 years after. This time they had learned their lesson. And they learned to wait for the promise of God. And that's the third thing I'm going to talk about. The first thing you need to do, or, or understand, the third lesson I want to, and we'll, we'll pick it up from this next week is, you take possession of your spiritual possessions, the promise of God first. You take possession of the promise first. Don't try to make it happen. Look, if you will, hold on to the promise. Hallelujah. God will bring it to pass. Second Peter 1, and I'm going to close with this, from verse 4. Second Peter chapter 1. By which have been given to us exceedingly great and precious promises. Exceedingly great and precious promises that through these you may be partakers of the divine nature. You can partake of the nature of God. Take possession of the nature of God. Having escaped the corruption that is in this world. That's what you need to understand. For me to take physical possession, first I must take spiritual possession. Hallelujah. Take hold of the promise. We talked about um, real estate today. And I'm thinking about that guy, they are hearing they are selling land somewhere, 1 million, 2 million, 3 million, and you don't have 1 million, 2 million, 3 million in your account. What do you need to do? Take possession of the promise. Forget about the money you don't have. Take possession of the promise of God that he will make you an heir, and he has given you land that you did not build. You, you hold on to that promise. I wish I had time, but we'll continue from there last week, um, next week. I'll close with this text. Glory be to God. Second Corinthians chapter 1, verse 20. All the promises of God in him, in Christ, they are yes, and in him, amen, all of them. Find any promise in this Bible, any promise that looks like good news, possess that one, hallelujah. Hold on to it. You may be like Abraham and say, 100 years old, 90 years old, but God said you will have a child. Hold on to the promise. All the promises, they are yes. And in him, amen, to the glory of God through us. And if you can learn to hold on to the spiritual possession, it's only a matter of time. The physical one will be in your hands before you know it, sooner than later. Lift your hands with me this morning. Let's bless God. And I want us to just stand on that word this morning. Second Corinthians 1.20. Please put it up for us again. All the promises of God in him are yes. And in him, amen. Promises to be possessors of lands and houses, of vineyards that we did not plant, oliveyards that we did not plant. Promises to possess possessions. All of them. Promises of healing and health. Promise of fruitfulness. Promises of prosperity. Promise of promotion. All of them. That's where to start your journey. 
That's the understanding you must have. If I can hold on to the spiritual promise, it's only a matter of time. I will have the physical manifestation. Come on, pray with me this morning. And I want you to do Jude 1.20 once again. Build up yourself upon your most holy faith. Praying in the Holy Ghost. I want you to stay up your faith. As you receive the understanding of these three things I shared today. Unseen things create seen things. The word of God and your words can change and transform your world. Have that understanding. Have the understanding that everything is not going to happen instantly. Some things will take weeks. Some things will take months. Some things will take years. Some things will take decades. Some things are for your children and your children's children. Have that understanding. But know the ones that you can enjoy in this lifetime. Oh, And then understand this amazing mystery. To get the physical manifestation. All I need to do first. It's not the only thing I need to do. But the first thing I need to do is to hold on to the promise of God. God may have told me that next year, 100 year old Abraham, 99 year old Abraham. Next year you are going to have a child. Your body is dead. Your wife's body is dead. Her womb has been barren all her life. But hold on to that promise. Just hold on to that spiritual promise. God will bring it to pass. And before you know it, you'll be possessing your Isaac in your hand. Taking possession of your possession. Oh, Come on, build up yourself. Build up yourself. Let this understanding, these things we are sharing, these concepts, bring understanding that will energize your faith. Oh, Shanda Gasotopayala Baba. In the name of Jesus. First John chapter 5. We're going to pray just a few more minutes. Glory, glory be to God. Thank you, Father, for understanding. Thank you, Father, for understanding. First John chapter 5. I want you to look at what the Bible said here. Let's read from verse 18. First John 5. We know. Hallelujah. And that comes from a place of understanding. Whoever is born of God does not sin, but he who has been born of God keeps himself and the wicked one does not touch him. I prophesy over you, the devil will not touch you in this season. Coronavirus will not touch you in this season. Sickness and disease will not touch you. Plagues and every work of darkness, poverty, they will not touch you. Oh, Shataka. And remember, 1 John 5 was teaching about faith. Earlier verses, whosoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is the victory that overcomes the world. Look at verse 19. We know. See, we, once we have certain things and we understand them, using our faith becomes easier and more effective. We know, verse 19, that we are of God and the whole world lies under the sway of the wicked one. The whole world may be under the sway of the wicked one, but we are not. We know. We have that understanding. Verse 20, which is really where I'm going. And we know that the Son of God has come and has given us understanding. Hallelujah. He has given us an understanding. This is how he fires our faith. One major way he fires our faith. He enables us to understand things supernaturally. Glory be to God. I want you to pray this morning. See, if you are struggling in any area of your life with your faith to possess what you ought to possess, it may be that you don't understand something you need to understand. Just for a minute or two this morning, I want you to ask God, Lord, open my understanding to what I need to catch. Come on, lift your hands where you are. The very thing that I don't understand, that I need, 
Oh, Shakataya, to get that healing. Tenga do Sakataya la Brasa. To get that promotion at work. To get that breakthrough in my business. Tekaya la Broko. To take possession of what it is that you have given me to possess, but it seems to be eluding me and I just can't grasp it. That thing that I need to understand. Man kato yadagayala verekeda boso. Oh, shakatayala pasa. We know the Son of God has come and He has given us an understanding. Oh, shakatayadagata. I pray for you right now. Whatever the missing link is, the concept you need to catch that you are not yet grasping, whether it's in your ministry or in your career or your marriage or your family or your health or your finances, understanding comes to you today by the help of God, through the Son of God. Your eyes will open. You will see clearly. You will know what it is and you'll be able to press forward with your faith. In the name of Jesus, the Son has come and He has given us an understanding. Every area of darkness is enlightened. We can see clearly and we know how to press on with our faith so that we can possess what has been given to us to possess. Oh, Shankatayala Brosa, in the name of Jesus. Glory be to God. Let's get ready to take communion this morning. And I'm just going to pray, um, just before I pray for those that are, that are, that are, yet to surrender their life to Christ. The Spirit of God has just been bringing this story to my mind. I remember those years where we were waiting to have our children. And there was a time we had gone to do IVF, and the doctors were taking us through the process. I mean, the medical verdict was that, oh, your, your sperm count is too low, sir. And it's not that you don't have sperm. It's just that, one, you don't have sufficient um, volume, and it doesn't swim fast enough to get to where the eggs are in your wife's womb. So this is what we're going to do. We're going to pick one sperm. All it takes is one sperm. And then we are going to inject it. That's how they do IVF. We pick one sperm and then we inject it into the egg in your wife's womb. And they shared that with us naturally. And I understood the science behind it. And I remember one day just after we, the IVF didn't really work out. So we were not trusting God. Believing that. And I was praying. And I saw this. I, I, I have not shared this story too often. I just saw the hand of God. And I saw the hand of God picking up a sperm from my loins and putting it inside my... I, I saw it. But that picture used to come many times. Understanding had come. Understanding had come. Well, here we are today with the children. I pray that God will give you understanding in that area where you need understanding so that your faith can help you possess your possession. If you are here with us in this service, you are not born again, you've not surrendered your life to Christ, this is your moment. This is your moment. And I want you to just reach out to God this morning. Pray this simple prayer with me. Dear God in heaven, I acknowledge that I'm a sinner. I'm in need of salvation. I also acknowledge that Jesus came and he died for me. He took my place. Say this to him this morning. Lord Jesus, come into my heart. Take my life. Make me one of yours. I receive you as my personal Lord and Savior. And I boldly declare that I'm born again. I'm a child of God. I'm a new creation in Christ. Hallelujah. The preceding message was brought to you by Kingsword Everywhere Nigeria. We are located at Kingsword Auditorium, Etel Avenue, behind NNPC Filling Station, First Bank Bus Stop, off Kudarat Abiola Way, Argun, Lagos. Email kmiafrica at kingsword.org. Telephone 234-810-00. 000640.